Beyond Belief on Claire FM. I'm very happy to be here in the beautiful FCJ house in Spanish Point with Noreen Lynch. Noreen, um, congratulations on your new post here in the FCJ house. Can you tell us a little bit about the change that has happened here in the FCJ house in Spanish Point? Thanks so much. It's just lovely to be on your programme and I appreciate the time and the chance to, to share a bit of, of good news really with the people of Clare. So uh, to say that I have um, come to the FCJ Spirituality House here since last September um, and I'm just beginning a new project. And so this is a beautiful house, uh, one field up from the Atlantic, just four houses up from the Armada to give people a sense of place really looking right out onto the sea. I can look back beyond Quilty and all all around from here. Uh, it's always been the summer home of the FCJ sisters. Well, honestly, originally the Lord and Lady of Brickett had a summer house here and the FCJ sisters, who I'll tell you a bit about in a moment, they used to come here for their holidays because up to 1967, the traditional sisters would come together on holidays and they'd come here and they'd have lovely weeks and they were so fond of here. Many of the sisters have talked to me about being in the novitiate and coming here when they were young sisters, how they'd sneak down to the bottom of the field with a guitar and have a sing-song or they'd walk back to Claydock. They'd take a bottle of orange and an apple and they'd walk back to Claydock and say that the best sunsets were in Claydock and... Or they'd go over to St. Joseph's Well because you could walk along by the beach and get a lovely bit of fresh air. And there was lots of different groups. There were sisters from the presentations, the Mercies, the Little Company of Mary. They all had summer homes here. And then with time, uh, instead of renting the space, they came to own the space here. And they decided then in the 80s that they'd knock the house that was here and build a more modern house. And fortunately, it was a wonderful architect because the windows are all facing the sea. They're all full height windows. So what we have is a very simple building that has some residential space, but that has lovely rooms that have faced the sea. And the sisters adore the space, rightly so. And I suppose over the last number of years, they've been saying we'd love to... As, as is their, their phrase at the moment from their chapter, to widen the circle of love. We'd love to open this out and spread it out, but what, what's possible? And they were kind of looking around and, you know, God incidents or opportunity came and um, we had a conversation and they invited me to come and be here. So basically what they've invited me to do is that this is still their summer home. They're still very much in love with this area and this place. It's very much part of who they are. And they're going to be here every July and August. But from September... Up until Willie Clancy Week, I will be here uh, in Spanish Point, and I've been invited to try and develop the space as a spirituality house. Now, they're quite clear, it's FCJ Spirituality House, not Centre. So the idea is not to have a business or to have something that's, you know, very busy, but very much this is our home, we're inviting you into our home and we'd like you to be part of this. And in this space, maybe to say a word to the FCJ sisters, um, in this space the, the sisters um, have a summer home and the FCJ sisters are in Ireland for, um, I suppose, since the late 1800s. Uh, you might know them from Laurel Hill School in Limerick, from Brough uh, Girls Secondary School in Limerick, Bunclody, Donegal. They've been in a number of different places. I think many a Clare teenager has been sent to Brough. You know, we might have a cousin who went into the Laurel Hill School in Limerick. Yeah, oh. so those two schools would be connected with the FCJs. Excellent. That, yeah. that's, that, that, and I hope that helps people to have a sense that yeah. they know who these sisters are and the great work they've been doing. 
Um, and so and the, FCJ itself stands oh, for Noreen. I should have yeah. said that first. Yeah. FCJ, the Faithful Companions of Jesus, an order founded uh, in France. Um, Mary, Mary Madeleine was a, a, a woman, married woman with the son. Uh, her husband died when he was very, uh, very young, when her son was just a, a child. Uh, both of them very charitable, kind people who were doing good work for others. And, and her husband uh, succumbed to illness. And she really spent a lot of her life exploring where God was calling her, how to be of service. And in that process, one of the links she made was Jesuit. Um, and that became a very strong guiding influence, that sense of seeing God in all things, that uh, that sense of service. And so um, the FCJ sisters would have a strong sense of seeing God in all things. They would speak about, you know, discerning prayerfully and then with courage and confidence going forward and doing the work with joy. And they would find this to be a beautiful haven that they would come to this lovely space here uh, on the banks of the Atlantic that they'd come to to really be nourished and replenished. And they would often have had summer holidays here, but also retreats. The retreats tend to be Ignatian, which is a Jesuit retreat, five and seven, five and eight day silent retreats. So what you have here is a space where a lot of women for generations have gathered in silence and prayed together and meditated, uh, walked and taken in the beauty of nature. And I think actually a lot of the things we've come to value in this day and age, the ability to be still and calm and find that calm centre in yourself, the ability to recognise God in all things, to recognise nature and creation as not something we observe, but what we're part of, that we're part of this wonderful web of creation the ability to reflect each day and say, where has God been in my day? So these are things that are always done here for generations. And in some way, we're saying, can we open this this beautiful house up and share it with people so that they too can have that opportunity? And we probably live in a time now when this is needed more than ever. Yeah, I well, I don't know about everybody else, but I need it. <laughs> um, yeah. I suppose... Uh, what I find is that, that that ability to stop and to slow a little bit helps us just to get present. And really, we live a lot of our lives now in the future or in the past. We're either worried about things or stressed about what's coming. And I find people will come in here and there's two beautiful windows that face the sea in the sitting room here that you can see. And when we sit in those windows, people's speech slows. And they're just watching the waves and they start to slow on themselves. And that might lead to somebody being quiet and suddenly somebody realises they haven't spoken because they're watching the birds or they're watching the little wagtails, as I call them, the small birds or the thrushes or the crows even and the seagulls. But just there's a calmness coming over them. And for some, that leads to a conversation. For some, it just leads to quiet. And all these things are good because in coming into the present, I think as Christians, our understanding from, from Moses is when Moses said to God, who, what, who are you? He said, my name is I am. I am. Not I will be, not I should be, not the present, the future perfect or the, the past, but I am. Here's where you find the divine is in the moment. So anything that helps us to be present, I think, is a gift. And I'd love to feel that this was a space that people felt. We can come in, we can walk in the, the green grass here, we can sit and look out at the sea, we can come in and have a cup of tea. And then there are a number of different opportunities and events that we will put on across the year. So that would be the hope, that slowing down and that almost being able to look at nature, not just in a kind of an admiring gaze of isn't that pretty out there, but to really say we're part of all of this. Uh, when we have meditation here in the morning, we always remind ourselves that every uh, breath of oxygen we take in is given to us by the plants and the trees. 
they have created that for us and every time we breathe out we give a gift to the whole of nature mm. we share, spread that out so that they can breathe that in carbon dioxide and that actually we're part of this circle and this is this is part of the divine we breathe in life and we share life out with others and, and it's a great way to live to, to think that way beautiful imagery there Noreen since you began I suppose you've had to put a vision together do you want to tell us about your plans so going forward Okay, well, what do they say? Uh, man makes plans for God to laugh at the man. <laughs> so I spent the previous three years, I, I, people might know me from the Limerick Diocese. I was very involved in Limerick Diocese for many years. And the last three years I've been in Dublin in the Margaret Aylward Centre, which is the Holy Faith Sisters in Glasnevin, which was, was beautiful as well. I really, really enjoyed my time there. So I came here and part of the conversation was that, that common sense of that there are across Ireland, whether in Glasnevin or in Roscommon or in Cork or in, in Clare, there are places where people can go, sanctuaries, havens, places of, of stillness, of calm, that nurture us. So there was that, that sense of that, but also there was a particular beauty of the place and a real sense that it's a gift, you know. And so we would have said, look, there's a couple of strands. We want to offer opportunities for people to reflect on faith. We want to offer opportunities for practice of stillness and calm and prayerfulness. So that might be Lexio Divina in Advent that we're planning to do. Might be morning meditations that we offer. Different things, but things that would help people in their practice. So they're not just saying, I have to go to Spanish Point to have this experience, but rather I'm learning something that I can take into my daily life. We also wanted to have a chance for, as I say, discussion, reflection, um, different events, Saturday workshops on different themes. I'd like to see very much that there would be music and art here every month, because I think often we access the divine in ourselves through those things. You know, somebody might say, I don't have a load of words to put on stuff. And rather than having to do a course to get words, maybe actually the singing of a song or, you know, the learning to, to paint can actually give somebody access to what is beautiful within themselves. Um, I think for so many, music definitely helps people to touch in with the divine. You know, when we think of liturgy, liturgy without music, you know, it's so different, isn't it? The the music definitely brings us into a very spiritual place. Yeah, it does. It does. And I think really allowing that diversity as well is is allowing people to find what works for them. And and I think that's the important thing, um, because everybody is on some form of a spiritual path. And for some that, you know, we, we used to think we had a definition of what that required and what that meant. And that and, and for many, that's still very helpful to be able to say, this is my path and I know. Um, but for most of us, there's a need for a little bit more. And that so that when, for example, if we're Catholic and we gather at Eucharist on Sunday, that's the high point of something rather than expecting it to provide everything. So somebody might say, actually, what I find really helpful is to gather with people a couple of times during the week and have a half an hour of stillness. That really helps me to centre myself and to know who I am. Others might say to gather and to look at the Sunday Gospel, the, the Lexi. That helps me to have a sense of myself or, or to have a discussion and hear somebody interesting speaking on a theme that interests me. But I think music and art can really... And some of the spirituality is that sense of common, you know, friendship and being together. We had a group here um, recently, about two weeks ago with Linda, and we were making felt flowers. So we made felt and flowers. And I just really felt that for, you know, 10 people to be able to come together in a room, well spread out and all the usual precautions and to make something beautiful, it had been ages. Mm. And for me anyway. And so there was something beautiful in that. There was something creative. And sure, isn't that what what God is always about creating and inviting us to co-create? So, you know, you can really, it's it's not... um, 
about just one particular way, but it's about saying, how can we open this space in a gentle way that's supportive, that's encouraging, mm-hmm. and that's appropriate to the times? Mm-hmm. I think it was Janet John who said, it's why we're attracted to beauty, because, you know, God has created all these things, or it's inspired us, you know, or given us the gifts to be artists, or to create beautiful things like the felt flowers. So it's it, the divine is in it, you know, when we create it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Noreen, you have visitors, guest speakers coming mm-hmm. in the next few months. Do you want us to tell us a little bit about what you're offering over here? between now and Christmas? Okay, some of the ideas so that people have a sense of the place. First, I'd say that we're in the middle of building things like websites and that, so hopefully by January we'll be able to say to you, you can sign up for a monthly newsletter and we'll keep you informed. We've lots of plans. My sense was all the time that this time of the year, this this autumn, would be a kind of a a scattering of, of a lot of seeds to see what energy was out there. And of course, we're conscious at the moment of being very careful and, and of not doing anything that might may endanger people or or have people feel unwell. So we're just offering things very gently and simply. Most more Tuesday and Thursday mornings, we're offering meditation here in the house. It's been about 10 o'clock in the morning. We're going to have maybe 11 in December and hopefully fingers and toes crossed and and holy water sprinkled. Hopefully that the Zoom will work and we'll be able to maybe offer it online as well. So that someone who says, I'd love to be in Spanish Point might be able to to tune in and to hear the waves and to have that part of their morning meditation but we'll we'll keep people informed on that we also have had like for the month of November just Wednesdays were open house and people called Um, a lot of that is I had a sense that people might like to come in the gate so that when a course came up they were interested in they could say I know somebody who was in there or I've been in there and they're grand I understand myself from experience. It's hard to walk in the gate the first time. So we try to have an open house for that. Different workshops on Saturdays. We've had uh, storytelling. Um, we've had we've, we've postponed one or two just because of, of numbers in COVID, but things like centering prayer and stillness. We have an Advent retreat planned, um, a lovely Advent retreat planned for the 11th of December. We have another ashram retreat, um, which will be a day of yoga, meditation with Christ- Christian theme ashram with uh, Jane and Sally. That will be in December as well. A couple of practical things, uh, you know, creative things planned for December. We're just going to see how numbers go and not decide fully. Um, coming into the new year, uh, we have uh, some talk series we're going to offer, which will help us to reflect really, I suppose, on what are the the things we've learnt that matter from this time. So what carried us in the last while? And maybe start to notice what was it? Was it community? Was it one-to-one? Was it values? Was it what, what carried us and held us in this time? Who are the people that carried and held us? So some reflection evenings around that. I've also invited someone to join us for St. Bridget's Day because I think it's going to be a very exciting week this year with our, uh, being a national holiday. So Deirdre Nikineda from the Iron Islands will join us and we'll have a workshop. I've also spoken to Father Donna here about it within the parish here, how we might you know, have, have that, that celebration broader, how we might, Deirdre might be able, available. And we'll see what's possible. Um, we're very open. Uh, we're going gently. Father Donna here has been hugely welcoming and we were only talking about an Advent talk series at the moment and we're planning it. Hopefully we might be able to do that online so that people can access it. I won't give the details now in case it's not all fully yeah. <laughs> confirmed. But what I'd say is I have a real sense of just building a network around here. There's lots of things we can do and events we can have. But what's important is to make connections. So my 
big invitation really is to say to people, come and visit, come and see. Mm. Uh, the amount of people who've just come and called in in twos and threes, what I'd ask you is maybe to, to drop me a line, to email me or to, to just let me know you're coming so that I'm here because there is a chance I could be off out meeting other people and drinking tea in, in, in houses and in, and in community centres and in different places as I get to know the community. I just feel that what will help us is if we make that network and begin to get to know one another and begin to connect, that then it will become apparent what's supportive for those who are searching or for those who, who are looking for a place of calm. But anybody's welcome to call in, to make a cup of tea and to sit in the window. Um, I think apart from anything else, it's great for your blood pressure. <laughs> Can I ask you, Noreen, you know, what tempted you to say yes? Um, I'm sure the FCJ has maybe invited you to yeah, um, to come and lead um, the spirituality house. But what in you um, said yes to this? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so I suppose... I was 25, 26 years in diocese and parish work and, and my whole emphasis was training and development. And I had a real sense that um, faith communities belong to the people and that if we could develop and support people in leadership, that they would be able to step up and, and be involved and own their faith communities and that would lead to a flourishing. And that was a really good time. And I came to a certain point of saying, I think I have done as much as I can do in this and I think because of the way this church is structured, I'm never going to, to move in the positions I'm in. It's time to move sideways and do something different. And after a lot of reflection, I did some studies and different things. Um, an opportunity came to go to Dublin. Um, the Margaret Aylward Centre for Faith and Dialogue had a, a, a space, a, a centre director. And I was very struck by the fact that uh, I'm from was born in Limerick, but Clare is, is where I've based myself in Clare Castle and my dad's from Milltown, so that's very important. So you're pretty much a local here. Yeah, well, <laughs> somebody told me in Clare Castle once I was a shuler that I'd walked in and I'd become a blow-in in time, which I thought was beautiful. It was very funny. Um, but I suppose I just was saying, you know, do I really want that move? And I just said, Lord, I'm willing to take this chance, but after three years, will you find me a way home? And I, that was my prayer all the time. And so when this opportunity began to arise and we started a conversation, I just kept thinking, Lord, I trust you. I'm absolutely nervous of this, but I trust you. And I really feel this is is, is bringing. And, and, and I suppose as we talked, I was very convinced by the clarity and the generosity of the FCJ sisters. Um, I love their their most recent chapter. Their, the theme they've taken is widening the circle of love. And I, I love the, the sense they have of, of that opening out and allowing things to flower and blossom. Um, I think they're very brave and they're very generous. And I think that has helped because I think sometimes think places are shared when we're almost finished with them. But actually what they've said is we love this place. It is our summer home. We will be here every July and August and we're sharing it with you during the year. Now, I'm not sure I'd share my home on that basis, but they're willing to do that. Um, and I think that's brave mm-hmm. in general. There's something very empowering about that as mm-hmm. well, isn't there? You know, they, they, they're not just keeping the wisdom or the beauty of this place to themselves. Yeah. And yeah, they want to share it out with others. So Noreen, you mentioned there that you um, very much have clear roots here, <laughs> that your dad is from Milltown Malibu. Do you want us to tell us a little bit more about your dad and, and how on earth would a Clare man leave Clare? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, my father would be mortified that he's being discussed on the radio, which is perfectly reasonable. Um, sorry, Dad. But um, Dad's Milltown. Um, I find the easiest way to explain is to say um, he played on the 58-59 team that won the county. Um, and though he, w- he would be very discreet about that and wouldn't make a fuss. Um, 
But uh, yeah, very much Milltown roots. My mum's from Brosna in North Kerry, dad's from Milltown, and we then Limerick was the centre place. So that's where we grew up in Cardavan. And, and your dad was, what was his name on that Clare team? Oh, uh, Mick Lynch, Mike Lynch. Um, so uh, he's, he's now down in Limerick with Napiershik, which we won't mention, but um, uh, very much Clare man. And uh, we, have, uh, we used to have hilarious fights as kids with flags going in and out of windows, Limerick and Clare flags. Um, and my mother saying, mind the net curtains, as, as many a house I'm sure has had. But um, I'm very blessed. I have family around here, a lot of family in this local area and all lovely people. And I keep saying to people, don't blame them for anything I do, but I take all the credit for how good they are. <laughs> so lots of lovely people around that uh, that I'm related to. And lots of, I suppose, because I've been involved in, in kind of the music and the trad singing scene, lots of people I'd know in this area. And I hope that maybe we can just, you know, network in and out and, and, and celebrate with that. So yeah. it's a kind of a homecoming in many ways to you. It's a dream come true to be back it in is. Clare. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing thing to have your dream come true and mm-hmm. then see what are you going to do with it. Mm-hmm. So uh, it can only flourish is my sense and uh, please God, I'll be worthy of the challenge. <laughs> well, I think Noreen, um, it, it is, it's your dream come true, but it is a beautiful um, gift to us here in County Clare, this centre. Yeah. First of all, to the, the faithful companions of Jesus for having the vision and wanting to share their home, but how well they did in hiring you to run it. So on behalf of Beyond Belief, can we thank you so much for being with us tonight? And I hope it's the first of many conversations mm-hmm. you'll have with us on the programme. And um, would you like, just if there's any of our listeners now who would like maybe to come and visit you here or find out more about your programmes, could you give some information to them? Perfect. How thanks. they'll get in contact. Exactly. Well, thanks so much. Well, like as I say thanks a million for giving me the time to share because I know people will be curious and and they'll be saying where is that place again so just some practical details we're building the website so there's some of the contact details aren't ready yet but what I'd say to you is if you're around the local area and you are leaving the beach coming up past the Armada to drive to the Lahinch Road where the fourth house on the left up the road we're getting signs made for the gate um, and that if you want to you can email us at info at FCJ, so Faithful Companions of Jesus, FCJ Spirituality House.ie. You'll find us on Facebook for those who use that kind of social media. Uh, if you either look up FCJ Spirituality House or at FCJ Spirit.ie, that's our, our page. We're in the local parish newsletters and, and different, and I put posters up all around. I have people tormented and I've, I, we've very kindly, uh, Michael Hennessy has put us in the local uh, notes in the Clare Champion occasionally. So there's a lot of ways we can make contact and I will be doing more and more to kind of make, get the word out there. So please be in touch and be in contact. I really appreciate the chance to speak here. I hope as, as time goes on that I might come back maybe in a year's time and say this is what we're doing now and that we'll keep in touch that way. Again, thanks so much, Joanne. It's great to be here. We'd absolutely love that, Noreen. And you have chosen a piece of music. Thanks so much. So I think the piece of music that I've chosen is uh, Deirdre Nicanada's Oscal McCree, which is a very gentle Irish chant. We've used it here in the meditation some mornings. And it's Oscal McCree, open my heart. And that as people are sitting and praying, Oscal McCree, sometimes Deirdre will sing, Oscal McCree, open Christ within me, open the Christ that is at the heart of me. And that, that sense that as we sit and pray, and breathe deeply, breathe into that peaceful place in our heart and say, I recognise that God, that the divine is at the heart of me. So I don't have to go off seeking God in other places. When I sit still, God is with me. Um, so that's the piece I'm going to give you to go with. Ask a man. 
This podcast is produced by the Beyond Belief team. Join us on Sunday at 9 p.m. for Beyond Belief.